This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic, Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. Oh, so it's just you and me in the studio today. <laughs> it's just me and you in the studio today. And why is that? Uh, because we're bad at what we do. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> like, we're very good at what we do. It's uh-huh. just certain tangential elements of it, namely, like, our scheduling. Uh-huh. Like, we've been, like, kind of recording this bad boy a week in advance for, like, a while now. Mm-hmm. So we want to build back up a little reservoir I've always had this kind of dilemma where it's like I make pizza mm-hmm. in you know media town over. A you make those over. to order. You don't make yeah. those in advance. But I also do a podcast about pizza, so it's like uh, I have this like uh, dilemma. It's like the plight of uh, you know of the my, pizza podcaster. Yeah, it's the plight of the pizza podcaster. Is like is my job making pizza more important than my podcast about pizza? Well, like, I mean to be fair, like we do manage to at least crank. You know, a pair of these out every week. Uh-huh. But on occasion, when we've actually built up a reservoir, then somebody, I'm not pointing fingers here, but somebody in this room suddenly seems unmotivated to record <laughs> for the next week because they're like, well, we already got next week's episode. Why should we do any work? <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm uh, never prepared or motivated to do any of these. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it shows in the show itself. Yeah, this is going to be the first large-scale creative project you've ever finished. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I've, uh, no, definitely. <laughs> I can think of some others. I've, I've had, like, floats in well, the I mean, definitely, parade. as in, we're going to finish this. Yeah, yeah. Or die trying. I've had entire uh, set pieces in Mummer's Parades before, sir. Uh-huh. And uh, I got fired because I didn't finish one of them. <laughs> but there were, like, two more years that I did prior... I think, like, other than this, the largest creative project I ever did was I did, uh, like, mask design for a production of Good Woman of Szechuan, uh-huh. and I wound up having to, like, hand-make, like, something between 20 and 30 masks. Yeah. Because, like, every single character in that play has a mask. Right. And they all needed to be made by me. All my, like, most successful projects, I guess, have all been kind of accidental. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I'll What do- would you call your most successful project? My most successful project, well, probably the Mummers Parade floats, but they were just like big, big hulking masses of paper mache, you know. Uh-huh. But they were like prominently featured in like a large parade and stuff like that. Hold on, I have a couple other ones, but uh, I don't know. I just can't think of them. I guess I don't know. People have like bought my paintings and stuff. Okay. But uh, they're all, yeah, like I was saying before, they're always the paintings that you don't think are going to be good or anything, you know. Like uh, I did this one of a lion in uh, high school. Mm. Uh, it was just like a painting of a line. It was like a blue and green line on like a black backdrop. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I got this done in time. I'm going to get a grade on it. And then instead of getting like a, a grade on it, the like principal of the school was just like, put this up as a centerpiece for the school. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I've got a story to tell. In they were like, they were like, do you want to get paid for this? And I actually said no. I was like, no, just take it. Like, take the damn thing. I don't care. I, uh, uh this is a tale of I don't two even paintings. like this school. <laughs> 
two paintings that I did one year in a painting class in college. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them is hanging right here on this wall. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time working on this one. You yeah, know, came the, in during. Do you porn, want to describe it? The porn still life. Yeah, no, it's a, it's like a bowl with some creatures in it, and there's uh-huh. a can of porn, a giant egg hatching out like a, a chicken snake. Yeah, and there's some ants coming out of the eggs. An ashtray. Uh-huh. Anyway, what was the story? Anyway, so then I did that one. Very proud of that painting. Uh-huh. And then I had a homework assignment where yeah. you had to paint eggs. Yeah. You know, it's like a shading thing, like yeah. a shading exercise. And I, like, never actually did any of the painting exercises like, I mean, I would give them something. In this case, right before class, I paint, quickly painted a, a painting of an egg carton. Right. Like, you know, kind of not even really doing the assignment because we were supposed to be painting eggs, not egg cartons. Uh-huh. And, you know, I slapped it together in, like, maybe 20 minutes. It was black and white. Yeah. Okay, so then the school... Oh, and, and uh, my teacher really liked it, and she asked me to submit it for the, uh, like, art gallery show. Uh-huh. But I didn't even want to, so I titled it. I was like... The egg painting that my teacher loves, but I hate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then I get word, being like, the school wants to buy your painting. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah? Thinking that it was this uh, this little masterpiece here. But, no, it was the egg carton. Yeah. The one that I did in 20 minutes that had the stupid title. Yeah, yeah. you see what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's always the ones that you, like, it's not that you don't like them, but you just don't think they're anything at all. Hmm. And somebody comes along and is like, I'll pay top dollar for that. And I'm yeah. just like, no, no, I do other things other than this. Like, buy something else. And they're like, no. I think that was the most I ever saw the painting for. It was like a, a mid-three-figure kind of number. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, we should probably intro this thing since it's just you and me. This is the show. Uh, this is the podcast called Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh-huh. It's a podcast that me and my friend David started in his apartment with his cat. Yeah, he's around. He was on the table earlier. I knocked him off. Yeah. We uh, we watched the movie Mystic Pizza minute by minute like they do in the Star Wars minute. And have we ever seen it before? Oh, no. We've never seen the movie Mystic Pizza before. <laughs> that is the premise of our show. What was the the movie that we were skimming by today that oh, we uh, said we should do a minute by minute thing about? I don't remember. Was it Cutthroat Island? Cutthroat Island was definitely one of them. It was one of them. I think we had like a... Better oh. idea than Cutthroat Island. Yeah, I said we should do all the Fletch movies. Oh, no. No, sir. Then I was saying that maybe we could get somebody else to do all the Fletch movies, like, uh-huh. as a joke on them. Like uh, like that time I inadvertently started the, uh, what was that, uh, Christian movie about the firefighters? Oh, Fireproof? Fireproof. I think, I don't know if they start a Fireproof Minute, but if there's a Fireproof Minute out there, that was my idea. I think Blake Riley started that one. Yeah, I think he might have been doing it in a slightly different vein than, like, we had been thinking about, like, uh... Because I've got a project that I kind of want to do between this show and whatever we follow this up with, Mm -hmm. presumably Mystic Pizza Minute 2. Uh, I want to do a project where we, uh, do some mystery science theater style talking over of bad Christian movies, which there are a lot of. And yeah. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, great Christian movies, you mean? Great Christian movies, such as God's Not Dead, yeah. God's Not Dead 2. Right. Uh, Never Ashamed was one I just saw recently. Maybe uh, during that podcast, we could uh, write our own Christian movie. Yeah, I want to do that, too. Um, kind of like we're going to do with Mystic Pizza 2? Sure, it'll be like a warm-up for that. Yeah, it'll be like a warm-up for that. We're gonna, what are we going to call our uh, Christian movie? I had an idea for a title called The Good Book. Yeah. Whatever happened to uh, Oops, I Saw an Angel? Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think that was going to be the title of 
one of our things. So, uh... That we never do. So since it's just you and me, this well, let's let's start off. What happens in this minute, Windsor? Uh, today we're on. Um, yeah, today we're on minute eighty-seven of uh, the nineteen eighty-eight classic uh, Mystic Pizza, directed by Donald Petri, starring Lily Taylor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But today we are on minute eighty-seven. That is a continuation between Daisy, Julia Roberts, and her mother, who we saw in the previous minute. Yeah, uh, I, did. I wrote her name down in the. Previous her mom minute. was kind of slut shaming her about her. Like, seemingly serious, committed relationship with Charlie. Yeah. Like, really weird timing on that. She was like, you're going to go meet his parents? Yeah. Slut. Yeah. It's kind of a, like a boy or cry wolf uh, situation. Like, she, her, she's telling her mom about a boyfriend that she has. But, you know, her problem there is she always tells us her mom about boyfriends that she has. So her mom is kind of, like, chastising her a little bit about her, like, loose morals or yeah. whatever. Yeah, she's like, yada yada, another boyfriend. Yeah. And she's like, in this minute, she's like, Mom, you know, I'm not going to go to Yale or anything, so you're just going to have to deal with that. Mm. And her mom says back to her, um, I don't expect you to go to Yale. I'm just so worried about you. And then Daisy seems to make a big tactical error here and says, like, yeah, me too. Right. I'm worried about me too. And I'm like, don't give an inch to your mom. Your mom is being super unreasonable here. Yeah. You should, like, I don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, she does kind of lose the argument there when she just, like, concedes at the end. But you should yell about your dad not being there and then leave. Yes, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, she's, she should be like, well, I'm going to go do what dad would have done and dad would have been happy about. Mm. Boom. Not like, I oh, know, mom, you're right. Me too. I'm worried about myself also. I mean, she didn't learn anything yet. And it's almost the end of this movie. Yeah. And she seems, like, well on her way to learning stuff, too. Like, she should Mm -hmm. not be worried about herself, is the thing. Right. Like, she's doing well by Daisy's standards. Maybe she just meant in a broad, like, her life is kind of spinning out of control and has been for many years kind of way. But I don't really get that impression about Daisy, to tell you the truth. Maybe uh, Daisy's lesson in Mystic Pizza is not actually a lesson at all. Uh Maybe it's a realization... That everything is fine. That everything is fine. Mm-hmm. That she was kind of right the whole time, you know, because she ended up being right about Kat's relationship. And uh, she's just kind of, she she kind of already learned lessons before, like prior, because she was like a wild child, you know. So from like the year, like the age, let's say like 15 to 19, you know, mm. Daisy was learning lessons. Sure. Now she's like 22 working at Mystic Pizza and she knows shit. What age do you think you were where you, when you li- li- ugh, when you learned the most life lessons? I was probably like twenty six, maybe. Yeah, upper twenties for me is definitely where. Upper twenties, yeah. I was like, talking to somebody about um, at work because they're like they're not twenty one yet, but they were like drinking like a couple nights prior, uh-huh. and uh, I like uh, you know offhandedly mentioned that I think that the age for uh, drinking should actually be higher these days. Oh yeah, know? like yeah. it should be around like the twenty six <laughs> range. There with you, man. Because twenty six was when I should have started drinking. Okay, and then in trade off, because I know a lot of people out there. There's probably a lot of twenty year old, twenty one year old hard drinkers that don't want to give up their booze. But mm-hmm. here's in exchange, I think you shouldn't be tried as an adult until you're like twenty six. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You go to juvenile court if you're, like, 24. And it's because, you know, like, the times are changing and stuff. Like, that, the the way it was, like, before, like, like 18-year-olds used to, like, go to war and shit. Yeah, and, like, we're maturing slower than ever. Exactly. Well, we're living longer, you know? There's more time to do shit. There's I'm more, not sure that's true. There's more time to grow. 
people... We're living longer compared to, like, the Middle Ages and stuff. Yeah, well, in the Middle Ages and stuff, they would send, like, 12-year-olds out to war and shit, because a 12-year-old back then was, like, a, you know, a 30-year-old, practically. Huh. Because six years later, he's gonna die of, like, some kind of weird boily disease anyway. I never thought of it that way. Hey, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so, uh... To tell you things you've never thought of So before. then Daisy hops into the Mystic Pizza Mobile, which I don't know why that's just parked in her driveway. What time of day would you say that this scene between her and her mom occurred? Uh, it seems like it's about, like, between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Yeah, it seems like afternoon to me, too. So, like, mm-hmm. why would the pizza delivery mobile be at their house? Well, I think, uh... Cat, Daisy, and, um, who's the other one? JoJo? Uh-huh. They're, like, the three prominent waitresses in Mystic Pizza. They're, like, it's a family over there, so none of them have cars. Uh-huh. I think all three of them can just Because why would they need a car, you know? Yeah, and why would you need a Mystic Pizza mobile? Although I was I, I was going to present the theory that maybe this, what we're witnessing is a shift change, and the uh, cat just came home, uh-huh. and she took the Mystic Pizza mobile home because Daisy's about to take it back in. Right. You know, like, might as well, you know, give each of them a ride. But then I remembered, Cat has a moped. Right. Um, so, I don't know what that's about. I guess they just needed something for her to get into, and she didn't have a car. Right. So, then we cut to dinner at the uh, Windsor household. The Windsor household that I wrote down is the same house that was out of electricity all summer. Yeah, so, like... They're back. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I'm a little unclear on what time well, of year this is. they're back for their summer, or they're just at their summer Well, house. no, this is definitely not summer, because, like, oh, we well, just well, had They're back after the summer, Halloween. I say. What day is Halloween, Windsor? Halloween is October the 31st. Good job. Every year of the world. Yeah. Well, except on leap years. Except on leap years. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> sorry. That was a fishing expedition. <laughs> so we kind of, like... There's an ex- exterior shot of the house. There's a couple cars, some of which seem fancy, other ones seem less so. Right. Um, and then we go inside. There's a bunch of servers bustling around a large table with a bunch of people yeah. seated around it. Yeah. And we get our first glimpse of the Windsor family. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yep. We were going to bring him out a little later when he's a little bit more prominently featured. Than... Well, but I'm just saying we get a glimpse of him here. Yeah, we do get a glimpse of Matt Damon. Eagle-eyed who's... viewers will notice star of stage and screen, Matt Damon, yeah. sitting on the left side of the screen. He's uh, he's in this scene, and then we get a shot of the back of his head, but you don't really, you know... You don't really get him in full view yet. His apparently, uh... He has one of the best backs of heads in the industry, so... Yeah, Matt Damon's character in Mystic Pizza is Steamer. Steamer? Steamer. Like a Cleveland steamer? Wait, did you look ahead? No, I just looked on the, uh, the IMDb page at the cast, and he... Well, here's what I wrote down. Matt Damon's character, Steamer, has a character name in Mystic Pizza, mm-hmm. but guess who doesn't have a character name in Mystic Pizza? Hector Plachette. Uh, the person in the beginning of this minute, uh, Mom, her name is. Her name is Mom. Or Wait. Mrs. Arugia. Oh, really? Yeah, she, yeah, I said this in the last one, uh... Uh, I wrote down the actress's name before and, you know, look a couple episodes back. People have access to the internet. They can look that up. Exactly. They, they can listen to our other shows. Mm. But, what? um, huh? yeah, Cat and Daisy's mom is just listed as Mrs. Arujo on the IMDb page. Matt Damon's character, Steamer, is listed as Steamer. Stanley Steamer. Yeah. Maybe they may, maybe they, maybe his real name's Stanley. And Stanley Steamer Razor. is his, like, nickname. So they his call him Steamer. Nickname. Yeah, right? Because he's like a vacuum. All right, and so then there's uh, a couple, like, what would you call these people? They're not maids. They're servants? Yeah, they're... 
They're, yeah, servers. Servers. Do these people work full time for them, or do you think they bring them in when they're having like a fancy dinner? Um, they probably bring them in when they're having a fancy dinner. Like maybe one of them is like the housekeeper, but one then the of them other is ones the housekeeper. are like they're the... probably from some sort of agency where they send you like uh, not, not so much caterers, but more personal caterers. You know, uh-huh. it's like they have like a fleet of like 12. butlers to go. Butlers to go. You know. Yeah. So they probably have a butler who's around for the season. Yeah, I noticed their uniform forms weren't really matching the two that we get to take a look at. One of them's kind of wearing an all-white outfit, uh-huh. kind of like a nurse almost, and the other is wearing a more traditional French-made kind of garb. Yeah, yeah. So whether this is like an expensive or uh, or like an ordinary dinner at the uh, Windsor household or not, this is an expensive dinner. Yeah, the implication is they're all being served lobster, which is a callback to the previous scene when um, Daisy is basically searching for a fridge and only able to find lobster. Yeah, all she can see is lobster. Right, because, you know, lobster, while it's the food of the rich, it's also a peasant food. Right, of the, you know, peasants who catch it. Yeah. So really, lobster is the great equalizer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like currency. How? Um, You can just slap a lobster down on any countertop. Yeah, be like, oh. it's hard because the uh, the exchange rate fluctuates so wildly on that. Mm-hmm. You can also send them through the mail, right? <laughs> uh, I think we did that joke already. Oh, we're doing it again. It's a callback. That's what we're all about here. So the Windsor family is very rich, mm-hmm. and uh, they're about to have a dinner. It's Charlie's family. I guess those would be like his aunts and uncles or something, or his grandparents. But unclear. We get three names. Unclear. There's Elaine, Teresa, and Polly. Yeah. But I'm not even really sure we're supposed to hear those names. It's just kind of, like, part of the crowd noise. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so we don't really get, uh... We get a look at some of these people, but none of them, none of them are very, like, you know, big actors or... Well, uh... Except for Matt Damon. Charlie's sister is there. We do get a, a quick Charlie's sister is there, What but was her name again? As we, uh... Um, is that Elaine? Is that Elaine? Sure. No, is, is that Elaine? Elaine? No, 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 um... Is that Elaine? <laughs> Can we just call her Zadeline? So Zadeline. Zadeline Windsor. Zadeline is sitting there. This is is my sister, Zadeline. It's funny that Daisy so immediately was like, oh, it's his sister. Like, obviously these two aren't sleeping together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is like a rich, almost aristocratic family. Yeah. The, uh, like, occurrence of incest in those types of families is probably much higher. Right. Right. So, like... You know, they might have like fooled around a couple times for all we know. Hey, uh, you know, how do you how do you make the purest blood? <laughs> right? Isn't that how the saying goes? <laughs> yeah. I saw that stitch on the pillow somewhere. A hole's a hole. Yeah. <laughs> how how doth one make the purest bl- of blood? <laughs> Alright, so I think that's about it for this scene, but like we've got some more stuff we can talk about here. Namely uh, since it's just you and me here, why don't we uh, talk about the show a little bit? Like, uh-huh. you know, this is our eighty seventh episode. There are one hundred and four, right? Yeah. So there's another what seventeen episodes after this one. Jesus. So I think it's about time that we start like Jesus. making some improvements to the show. Jesus, mother, love, and Christ. Like, so what? Let's have a performance review. A pr- performance review. We're going to improve the show here on uh, Mystic Pizza Minute Minute eighty seven. Now that we have seventeen episodes left, how can <laughs> we make Mystic Pizza Minute better? Well, um, do you think having more well-defined topics would be, like, a, a good thing? Uh, yep, tried that. Because right now, like, the way we have this structured, let's just walk through the production of this show a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, we pester somebody until they agree to come onto the show. Uh-huh. 
And then we navigate them through my... It doesn't take, like, terribly long of a time. Like, sometimes that's happened within, like, 15 minutes. Oh, sure, yeah, I know. People are mostly willing to talk. Uh At least the people we hang out with. Right. So then we navigate them through my confusing parking lot, welcome Mm -hmm. them into the apartment. Yeah, Um, that's lot B, not lot A. We might offer them a bowl or a drink, depending on their preferred vices. A bowl of M&M's. Yeah. A bowl of M&M's. And then we watch the minute, like... Three or four times. Well, uh-huh. Mostly four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we sit down around my table that we've pulled out in what What would you call this part of my apartment? Uh, the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> we sit in the, your refrigerator. The refrigerator area. That makes a big humming noise. Mm-hmm. We actually just took care of the uh, white noise problem on this dick pizza. Well, night. part of it. I do think that the refrigerator is still picking up a little bit, but... I personally right now don't hear a refrigerator. Oh, now I do, since I'm listening. <laughs> but but if you're talking, as long as we keep talking, you can't hear the refrigerator. Exactly. But we started turning off the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Which, that made a lot of noise. If uh, if we can impart any wisdom to any of the other Minute Makers out there. Don't smoke in your apartment, because it ruins all of your electronic devices. Yeah. That's my advice. My PlayStation, I was trying to play this game... Uh, Although I think, uh, judging by how... Uh, how we were the only people out on the street at that last meetup, I think we might be some of the only smokers in the minute-by-minute community. Well, the Mormons, they frown upon the tobacco usage. That's true. Sure. They can't even drink soda, the rest of them and shit. I'm doing both. But no, my PlayStation, I was trying to play this game Rhyme. Not, I mean, it's a nice-looking game. Uh-huh. Not super graphically intensive or anything. Uh-huh. But I kept getting this error message that says your PlayStation is overheating. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, please cut it out. And uh, I don't know. I've had this thing for like four years. I've been smoking in the apartment. It's a really bad habit. Don't smoke in your apartments, people. Right. Do not smoke in your apartments. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to stop, but unfortunately, I hang out with people that are accustomed to smoking my apartment. I uh, My problem is uh, I live in a house where people used to smoke, but like... Now you go and smoke outside, but it was just, like, winter for a very long time. Well, you at least have a porch. The thing is, like, I live in an apartment building Uh on the first floor, granted, but, like, if I want to go smoke outside, I have to go, like, walk through a lobby and be like, hello, oh, hi there, I'm doing fine. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, it sucks. Part of the reason you smoke in the first place is because, like, you're like, "I'm I'm just sitting here, I might as well smoke a cigarette. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, I'm just sitting here. I might as well walk outside and smoke a cigarette. Once that walk outside comes into play, you might not smoke that cigarette. Well, now I've got this vape, so hopefully I'm trying to transition over to it. Really, I, I hate to say it, but the hang-up here is that I hang out with John Windsor and I hang out with Steve Richardson, uh-huh. uh, some of whom <laughs> right. smoke in my apartment. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to smoke less in my room because mm. I, uh, I have two cats in my room, you know, and we have a bunch of cats in the house. But uh, back to Mystic Pizza Minute. What were we talking about again? We were talking about making this fine program. Making this fine program and how to improve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, we, like, now that we're almost done this episode, let's lay out some goals for the episode. <laughs> goals for this episode. Well, should we do uh, who won the minute first? Uh, is that part or of the show? Or are we still trying to yeah, improve the show? Yeah, no, let's improve this show. Let's improve the show by okay, knowing who won the minute. Let's uh, get rid of who won the minute. It's a bad, it's no, a crutch. who won the minute's great. <laughs> We've done like 80 of them. We've done like 70 of them. I was literally going to count up the winners of the minute, like at the end of the show and yeah? tell you who won. Yeah? You going to do that? Uh, all right, all right. If, if, if it makes you do that arduous task. Uh-huh. Then I will continue doing the Who Won the Minute. I am sometimes into pretty So who won this tasks. minute? Uh, I don't think Daisy won the minute because she actually lost that uh, conversation with her mom by uh, submitting to her mother, you know? Uh-huh. 
because uh, at the end she was like, I'm worried about me too, Mom. Which yeah, no, said, that was a bad move. Yeah, I think that was a bad line. They could have gotten rid of that line. They could have done with, with the, you know, Amy It Holmes was a Jones. believable line. Like, mm-hmm. I can, I've definitely said stupid things before where I, like, yeah. back down when I shouldn't have. No arguments go perfectly, you know? So oh. it's, uh, you know, it's the thing to be said that they threw in that imperfect line at the end. So maybe we could say Daisy's Mrs. Arujo won the minute because she successfully... Like, yeah. emotionally manipulated her daughter into feeling bad about herself or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Like, bad... It's gold, ha- half that like, and half that. Like, she is kind of right because she is old and wise. You know, she is the older Daisy. She knows what Daisy is up to. Well, she's so old and wise. And, and uh, whether or not Daisy is right, no one really knows because, for all, you know, Daisy could be wrong. It could be just another boyfriend. Uh-huh. And her mom probably is giving her pretty sound advice if it was just another boyfriend. Uh-huh. But it turns out Charlie Windsor is actually a really good boyfriend. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah, Daisy's mom is wrong in the argument, but she ultimately wins the argument because Daisy submits to her in, like, a daughterly kind of way. Interesting. No, I agree. So, uh, in the day's headlines, <laughs> yeah, new segment, <laughs> uh, the New York Times says that uh, signatures will soon be a thing of the past. Oh, yep. Yeah. I have a signature that I've been using for a while. But um, here's a question I have about signatures. Is it important to clearly write every letter of your name? No, because it's a signature. Because it's a signature, right? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, growing up, I, you know, I took a lot of art classes and stuff. And I think in the art world, to sign like your paintings and stuff, you want to see every letter of your name? I don't think that's true at all. Like, look at my painting right here. Because have you ever seen a painting and you look at the bottom and it's just somebody's initials? And you're like, well, who the hell is FP? You know? Yeah, yeah, your painting just says DH. Mm-hmm. My uh, my signature is basically just a J and a W. It's like a J squiggle, W squiggle with a dot over the I. Well, how about Trump's signature? I mean, that's literally just a fucking zigzag. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about him. He probably used to sign off just like an X. Yeah, exactly. And what if he He's still like, I have to have a signature. Would... I never had a signature. Like, that would push this presidency back into, like, acceptable territory if Trump mm-hmm. just started signing with an X. Would you really be so fucking surprised, though? What if Trump just started, like, saying, uh, like, sovereign citizen stuff? I think we might have brought up this specific topic before. But just, like, what if he was, like... Yeah, he's like, my name might be Donald Trump, I don't know. No, my name is Donald Trump in all lowercase letters. Donald Trump in all uppercase letters is a corporation. He brings out his, like, ID card, and it's all written in, uh, you know, uppercase. (laughs) It's all written in, like, uppercase, uh, you know... The New mm. Times Roman. He's like, I'm a, you know, I'm traveling to my Mar-a-Lago, not driving. Well, I guess mm. he's not driving. He's traveling. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that uh, Waffle House shooter <laughs> said that he was a sovereign citizen. Yeah, poor, uh, poor Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House has had a bad couple days. We're 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 coming right off the 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 worst week in Waffle House history, right now, mm-hmm. because uh, it started with a shooter and ended with uh, somebody who got charged for silverware, right? Yeah, no, so this person got charged, like, 50 cents for, like, plastic silverware. I've eaten at Waffle House and never noticed I was charged for silverware before. Yeah. So this lady, she points out to the server, she's like, hey, why am I being charged for silverware? Yeah. And they're like, and then she was like, well, I would like to talk to the manager. And they were like, no problem. And then went into the other room and called the police on her. Mm -hmm. And then the police snuck up behind her and, like, tackled her to the ground. And were like, we're going to break your arms. (laughs) And her top comes off, and she's, like, trying to pull it back down. And they're like, stop resisting. Right. Anyway, fuck the police. Fuck the police. For sure. Fuck them sideways. Poor Waffle House. No, not poor Waffle House. Poor, poor Waffle, Waffle House. Waffle House is, like, standing by the employees that called the cops on this Yeah, lady. no, that's true. Fuck the Waffle House, too. 
and fuck the Simpsons. The end. That's a wrap. <laughs>